Yo, what up? It's Tremaine from Stay Out Late, and you're watching the Studio One Show. Ah. I appreciate you taking the time out to be on Studio One. Hell yeah, of course, man. All right, let the people know your name and what, you, what you're doing right now. Um, so my name's Tremaine. I'm a part of uh, a music group from Toronto called Stay Out Late. Um, it, it's funny. It, it never gets easier to like answer this question. I, I do a shit ton. I, uh, I'm originally from Brampton, and I came to Toronto probably like six or seven years ago now. And I came specifically for music, but like six years ago, funny enough, like I feel like everybody, there wasn't like an infrastructure as yeah. as much as it has grown in the last six years. So it's like there were so many moments of you basically having to, you're asking for like these people. So you're like, yo, I need this. I need that. And like, yeah. Who's throwing the vents? Who's, who's, you know what I mean? Who ha Who's like booking these uh, like shows for people, blah, blah, blah. And like you notice that none of that's around. So either you just sit and wait for somebody to do it or you do it yourself so like in the last six years i've become an event producer i uh curate art exhibits i model a lot i um i host shows um and but like obviously all of that doubles back to like doing music so i'm yeah. a musician first and you know? before we get into all of those things let's take it back to brampton uh talk about what it was like growing up over there and talk about your early music influences and in growing up there in general um growing up in brampton was uh this was different it's 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 very uh at least how i kind of grew up because like we, we weren't like the richest you know what i mean and uh we were like my family was really focused on like uh like sports some yeah. my uh, brother he's a professional soccer player um, he plays uh, in the UK. Uh, he plays for a team called Cardiff, um, but he also plays for like the international, like Canada international team. But um, we all kind of started in soccer. Uh, played like a bunch of other sports: basketball, baseball, blah blah blah. And uh, his dad, my stepdad, was a uh, dancehall DJ. So like. We had a lot of parties at, at our at our space yeah. at, our, at our home. Um, so it was just like a lot. Had a lot of adults around me all the time. But as kids, like we were just out twenty four seven. Like eight a.m. to like nine ten p.m. We're outside just doing everything we can. Like we loved outdoors and shit. Um, and I mean, yeah, it was. It other than that, it was kind of just like. Phew, Growing up in a small town, it was and like chill. who were the who were the who were the artists that were like popping or on the radio and in that t time frame? Who were you listening to? Shit, man. I mean, I so uh, the when I first started listening to like or the first thing that I can think of when it comes to music and things that affected me were like was like R and B. Yeah. So like I listened to a lot of like. Drew Hill, I listened to a lot of like Blackstreet, Janet Jackson, shit like that. And like that was like my vibe for the longest time. I honestly thought I was gonna be an R and B singer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, never too late. Um I it was funny because like my my bubble got burst from my mom. So like I was probably like 
in like grade two maybe and i was like yo mom i'm gonna go do like the talent show and she's like what are you gonna do like yeah <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm gonna sing yeah she's like you can't sing <laughs> and i'm like nah i can sing so she like my aunt was there at the time and they like they, they brought me to the living room and they sat down on the couch and looked at me and they said okay sing what you're gonna sing and i sang a drew hill song um do you remember which one it was uh a song called beauty um it's it's like it's it's a big song. It's like one of their like album cuts that like I don't think it ever like came out as like a single, but like everybody knows it. It's like yeah. it's that joint, especially for women. Women knew that joint. But I, I sucked. <laughs> <laughs> so from that point I kinda like stopped doing that. But I got into um I've always been a writer, you know what I mean? Like I wrote short stories, I wrote poems, stuff like that. And that is kind of what kept me like connected to music in a sense i feel like because like i i feel like i found a lot of inspiration from like the music that i was listening to and stuff like that in regard to just being able to know how to convey myself because other than that i was like a pretty quiet kid like it was your outlet yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and so when you made the decision to go to brampton from toronto to pursue music to go yeah yeah was it like a hard decision or was it or do you like do you think back on it i guess it, it no, it wasn't because like for my for me like the the it was really quick to understand that I wasn't going to be able to be successful in Brampton. Yeah. Um. Just because like again, it was like one of those things where like everything that I was asking for wasn't there, and that was like the beginning of me knowing that like nowhere I went, no yeah, yeah. like nowhere I was going to go would have the answers because yeah. like. I thought that Toronto had all the answers, and then coming to Toronto and Toronto having no answers for me, I was kind of like, oh shit. Okay. <laughs> is there is, is there a mo- like given the past six years, was there like a defining moment? I guess when you realized Toronto wasn't what oh, you hell had, yeah. had imagined it, it um, was in Brampton. What it was, which is like, basically we like again with the whole like, how do I explain it? So when it, when we came to Toronto or when I came to Toronto, it was kind of really just like yo, I had performed at one show in toronto that you, was like sorry to cut you off do you remember yeah. what the year was 2012 maybe 12 just yeah i just want yeah. like a timeline yeah, yeah yeah so i had performed at like there was this uh open mic that was happening at the time called big ticket that was like the show that changed a lot but yeah. before that i had performed at one show and it was at this spot i can't remember what the name of the spot is but it was at Bloor and Bathurst, the the spot, and it was like above like a pizza pizza, I think. But it was like a dope venue in my opinion. I haven't been there in ages, so I don't really yeah. know. But like to me at that time it was like a dope venue. And like we had this performance that was just like huge. And like I remember it being a big thing for the fact that like in my music career, the way my music career kind of went was like it started in high school. In high school I was like the I was like the 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 anti everything. Yeah. So like, I I got into a lot of beefs, and you know what I mean. I was like that. I was like, kind of hated, kind of like picked on stuff like that. But like, I I kind of enjoyed it. You stayed true. You stayed true. <laughs> yeah. To you know what I mean. Like yeah. I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm gonna do what I want to do. Um. But like, there was this like transition nearing the ending of like high school where kind of like. I, I kind of like started turning people so before people would be like yo he can't rap his shit and then by the end of it it was kind of like oh, okay like we got to back off a little bit like he yeah. actually has it and then coming out of high school and doing that show uh was like huge for me 
but did nothing. So like you kind of like start going into this situation where like you're doing these shows and you're like, this is my big break. This is my big break. And yeah. nothing happens. You know what I mean? So then it transitions to this show, Big Ticket, where like we like were opening, opening, quote unquote, for Shaw Claire. Yeah. Um, but we were actually after him. Shaw Claire was headlining and we performed after him. Uh, and you're saying we. So at, we, the, at the time, you stay out late. Was. Yeah. So stay out late used to be called waffle beats and used to be called waffles and beats and used to be called something before that shout out dusty loops uh shout out uh happy shout out uh noise be magic scotty who used to be called spooks but anyways yeah so um at that time like i always i've always been a dude who like i strongly believe in like community i strongly believe in like having a good camp with you stuff like that so it's like i always keep my people close to me so whenever i'm performing i bring my people out um, but anyway, so we do that show and like, at first we thought it was a setup cause we're like, yo, nobody's going to stay after the headliner. It doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially cause the shot clear, blah, but the spot was packed. We ourselves brought out like a shit ton of people as well. Like that's, a, that was like the beginning of when I learned like the importance of like promo. Uh, but anyway, so we bring these people out and like we have this show and the show goes crazy. Uh, we do a bunch of shit to like get everybody to stay in the building. Like we, uh, I had hit up Pizza Pizza because I was like, "Yo, we got to get something to, like give away at the show to get people yeah. hyped to keep people there." So hit up Pizza Pizza, hit up a bunch of places, but Pizza Pizza is the only one that hit us back and gave us like four twenty five dollar coupons. So we're like giving that shit out. We had shirts printed, blah blah blah, and uh, we're doing all this stuff and getting everybody hyped and trying to get people to stay. And then uh, the show happens. It's dope. Uh, Everybody loved it. It was like a crazy set. And we were like, all right, cool. Like, so many things are going to happen after this. You know what I mean? Because, like, there were so many people that were in the building that see yeah. us that, like, you know, are going to, like, act. Um, and the one thing that did happen was we did solidify ourselves as, like, a dope group of performers. And everybody talked about that. But nobody really did anything. You know what I mean? Outside of, like, we got, we were, like, pretty well booked for that year. But, like, at that time, it was also such a struggling infrastructure that, like, none of it was paid. <laughs> you know and, what I mean? And, yeah, talk about, talk about the infrastructure, infrastructure at that time and talk about it now. Um, so the infrastructure at that time was really just, like, Drake hadn't even really fully blown yet. Um, it, there was, like, no really talk of any, like, predecessor. You know what I mean? And, like, it was just, like, a bunch of people who kind of just were, like, waiting for him to, like, get to that point where all eyes would be fully yeah. on us. You know what I mean? Like, it was just a bunch of people, like, super excited, artists feeling like there was more, like, opportunities for them. And everybody kind of getting hype at what he was doing, but not really knowing what he was doing or, like, the steps that it took. So just thinking that, like, because he did it, now everything's going to come back to yeah. us. You know what I mean? Um, and that bubble bursted pretty quick um but then like fast forward and seeing how quickly everybody kind of like understood they're like oh, okay this isn't gonna happen unless i make it happen and how many things like for instance like these like creative spaces that are popping up like crazy and being able to create places where like you can actually make everything come true you know what i mean or you can meet the people that you need to to be able to expand on like the things that you need to to get to where you need to go and like given like everything you said so far, how important do you think it is to like 
self-motivate and have this drive because it's clear to me like you've been through so much in your career but you still have the sense of love and joy in what you're doing like how important is to like even with the crew that you have stay late like how motivated are you guys to keep pushing even though there's a ton of obstacles that you guys seen and continue to see around you crazy motivated man like it's it's okay i'll be honest it's tough right because it's like it's one of those things where we're in a career where there's no structure you know what i mean it's not like oh like you have a boss and your boss is telling you if you hit these quotas you're going to get promoted. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or whatever the case may be. It's like, yo, you're sitting there every day and you wake up and it's like, what do I got to do today? And it's really like reliant on just some random stroke of luck happening where you've done all the right things and put yourself in a position where somebody's like, that dude has it and spreads you to the masses. Like it's multiple people, you know what I mean? But it's like that consistency that you have to do day in, day out in regard to just like, you know, recognizing other people in their art forms and being able to like you know support them to gain support to continue to grow this like community that will in then like put you on this pedestal and be like yo this is who's next you know what i mean it's just it's uh it's uh it's hard very very important um and i can't even tell it like I wish there was like something I could say in regard to just like yeah. something that can that can keep you motivated, but there isn't. Most every day, I probably more so wake up like, damn, like another day. <laughs> <laughs> because it, because it, it comes it comes from inside, and you can mm-hmm. you can tell like somebody to do everything in their power to like continue to continue on, but if they if they hit a wall that they mentally have in their head, they'll just eventually stop. Yeah. So um, I was watching. You probably don't remember this, but I was watching an interview of yours, or I think it was a clip, actually. It was when you went to Atlanta. Mm. Uh, Talk about going to Atlanta for that festival. I'm not, I can't remember what that year was. Yeah. But talk about going to Atlanta and talk about how important it is for someone, you went from Brampton to Toronto. Talk about how important it is to go to different places for your music career to, like, gain more perspective. Atlanta was pretty crazy. Um, I don't think, I can't say it was, like, the first... I think I'd been before that to like New York and a couple of other places. I'd been to the UK, but like Atlanta and specifically at that time. And I think that was like my first festival. But like the idea of a festival is mad dope because it's like, yo, we're getting all these big artists and like all of their fan base is going to be there and all of their representatives are going to be there and people who like are coming up are like, it's just like a fucking melting pot of all these like people who are really like on point and doing what they need to do and like i feel like the dope thing about that like outside of any other space where people can just kind of like walk in is that like knowing that you have to pay to be there or knowing that you have to find a way to get like media accredited or whatever to be there it's like you have to go that extra step so you know you're at least a little bit more motivated than somebody else you know what i mean and like the way that these states operate and specifically Atlanta in regard to how everybody really sees the benefit of like building that community, it was like, it was unreal. It was definitely one of those things that kind of like, it's those moments, if I had to say anything, it's like those moments are definitely the moments that like allow me to stay motivated because it's like, I think about it. You know what I mean? It's like, 
I remember having that and it, it gets me excited. It gets me like, yo, I know that there are people there that can make this happen. All I have to do is continue to try and like find all of them. You know what I mean? Um, but in regard to answering specifically the question of travel, crazy important. Like, and I don't even... I won't even say that it has to actually be physically traveling, but even getting on the internet and knowing what you're actually doing on there, like not, it's not posting a picture on fucking Instagram every yeah. day. It's like actually being like in like blog communities and like, you know, like w figuring out who you are and like who you are musically or who you are as a person and connecting to communities that connect to that, that will eventually support your art form because of the fact that like, it's like they like what you like you know what i mean and they understand you and they actually like care to support what you're doing you know what i mean like it's i feel like a lot of a lot of right now because of like influencers and influencers and shit like that it's like everybody kind of like is in this place where they're like oh it's so easy like all she does is like post cute pics all day and she's yeah you know what i mean so then you're kind of just like all right i'm gonna try and do it and nothing happens and then you get depressed but it's like you're not seeing the backstory and also it's kind of like it's tough to really tell that backstory yeah because i think for a lot of things there's like the surface level to it and no one really sees like the back end hard work that goes into what's yeah. actually really going on yeah but um on that note talk about the new records that you've been releasing recently and uh talk about the upcoming shows that you have and on that note too like talk about uh, your connection with like the academy presents and like hosting uh, with them uh, uh, and uh, 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 the community involved with yeah that. um shit so it's been <laughs> my music career is, is crazy for the fact that like I I've been making music for like a minute and uh but like releasing has always been this thing for me. Like basically I've released probably four projects. Uh one was like a mixtape that I actually like burned CDs for. Um or maybe two. Two were a mixtape that I burned CDs for one exists on SoundCloud and the other kind of like exists between SoundCloud and Spotify. And, but all of these like things, projects didn't come out until I knew that it was like a hundred percent perfect from the first two from a musical standpoint and a creative standpoint. And then the other two from like more of a business standpoint in regard to just like reaching, like, I kind of call it like a, like a, like a save point, you know what I yeah. mean? Where it's just like, okay, I've learned as much as I feel like I, I'm confident about at this threshold and I'm going to release this to express that to be able to explore something else, you know what I mean? Um, and kind of like encapsulate a time period. But it's like that has like hindered me from releasing a lot of music for people to kind of like grasp as an artist and has changed like my identity as a musician more into being connected to like my brand so it's like following who i am like for instance my instagram name is eldati and it means life death and all things in between so it's like literally i don't know how many years it's been but since i've had instagram the when i decided that i was going to create an instagram account i was yeah. like it's going to cover everything it's basically going to be a public journal you know what i mean but like really leaning into that and reflecting on like what's going on and being able to be a space for me to like, yo, when I look back at my post, it's like, what was I thinking on this day? You know what I mean? And being able to be like, oh shit. And like catch myself and bring me back to a place that I can continue to move forward. Um, 
so basically it's kind of like created i've created a space where like now i'm a brand instead of just an artist which i feel like in 2019 is mad important because like i don't know everybody's starting to say it like childish gambino had that uh line where he's like uh he's talking about rapping he's like uh they think it's a million is really a hundred yeah you know what i mean where it's just like yo there's not a lot of money in just rapping anymore you know yeah. what i mean like, and yeah he has that, his um <laughs> his line is uh, he has one where it's like renaissance man with the hollywood buzz yeah because he does a multitude of things yeah and, you know what i mean and like it's it, that's the only way you can really get it because like nobody's trying to give you everything to like to do one thing anymore you know what i mean unless you're like uh you have like a history of it, unless you're like a fucking Smith, you know? Yeah. And, on, and on the note of doing a multitude of things, uh, Academy Presents and being mm-hmm. a host. So, yeah, with that, uh, so Academy Presents, it's uh, this amazing platform um, that is run by Jesse Otaki, who is connected to like a lot of the festivals that happen, like Manifesto, uh, North by Northeast, um, I think maybe even CMW, if I'm not mistaken, but like, oh, and Unity Fest. But like, basically, he's he's just always been like a dope dude who's who has been willing to do a bunch of things in the back end to create spaces for people to be able to express themselves. Yeah, he's you know what I mean. Um, but the hustle has been around for uh, I think this is like the fortieth or something. Like it's it's been a minute, and they do it every other month. And I have performed on it probably like four times. Yeah, I've seen you one time. Yeah. yeah. And like it's it's always been just like a dope uh platform for the fact that like he does put a lot into making it a, a thing that people are excited to go to. You know what I mean? Um and then he does do well in being able to pick talent that's not just like, you know, anybody who picked up a mic. It's really people who are like passionate and creative and like talented you know what i mean so it's like it's a it's a one of my favorite places to like really perform and the opportunity arose for me to actually be like the host for it and i kind of like jumped at it i was like yeah this is this is a good fit like i also am passionate about like presenting people and allowing them to to feel confident when they take the stage you know what i mean like i feel like that's the one of the benefits from doing everything that i do is like it all comes from the desire to create something for the music in the, or the music career that I want. So it's like, yeah, I'm not going to go up there and, and host shitty and give somebody like a terrible like introduction because like, yeah. I know that could be me. Yeah, you know you what I mean? You, you put your, yeah, you're, exactly. You put your heart in it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, in the event production side, uh, I used to do it a lot more in regard to like uh, I used to work uh, with Community 54 and we used to throw uh, like fashion pop ups at the end of every month called Finale Friday. So like we take local clothing brands and we put them in the store and we'd have this like party and uh, I'd, I'd get like sponsors and it'd be shit like that. And that was like dope for a long while till we got shut down by the cops. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. SOPs are trash. Anyways, <laughs> so uh, there was that. Um, I, we've thrown showcases, stay out late for uh, a minute. Um, and like that was also something that was like huge is that uh, like the one of the biggest shows for me in my career was a show that we threw at the Rivoli. And that also was like one something that came out of necessity. It was like, yo, 
I'm not doing it. I don't want to do any more open mics. I don't want to do any more like shows where it's like a bunch of artists. I kind of want to be able to curate it and have it be like a concentrated focus group of artists that like I think are on my caliber and that will be able to put on like this crazy show that people will remember forever. And that uh, the first one that we threw, I think the first one that we threw was called Full Circle. Um, It was an event called Full Circle and it was uh, me scotty uh this artist called jape that i don't think he's an artist anymore uh sean leon and g miller were all on the show and it was like just the wildest thing we packed out really like packed uncomfortably packed out yes. <laughs> and like everybody just had these crazy sets and like it was insane just sitting there just like watching all these people fucking like tear down rivoli um and then get up there and and hold it down as well you know what i mean and like having those moments but it's just like it's also funny to like know how hard it is to have that happen especially now because it's like everybody has a fee now and there's no there's no like i feel like nobody everybody's trying to get ahead and nobody's trying to just like get together and make these moments that will create the moment for everybody to get ahead you know what i mean it's a tough one um but then to music um i have this year released two singles uh the first one was uh, called way too much and it was with my homie uh kill montana who's originally from ireland but now lives in toronto um and the second one uh that i released a couple months back uh is called kidsbot 41 um and that well both of them cracked 50 i think uh way too much is at like 73k right now some of that, and then Kids Bop cracked fifty this week, so like I'm hyped for that. Yeah. But uh, again, it's just like a lot of grind in the back end. Like for the last maybe year and a half to two years, I stopped doing music. Like I stopped creating to an extent to really focus on like the business side of things and understanding like okay, when you're releasing, like how do you get in contact with the blogs and the the fucking um, like the the uh, media people and uh, being able to like get it from here to the states to uh, yeah. to uh, like the UK and everything like that, you know what I mean? And like it's 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 frustrating because like all you really want to do is do music. Like all I really want to do is be an artist, but like there there isn't enough people taking on the roles like you're taking on, and like a lot of people that I know are taking on to be able to allow the artists to just be artists. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's why I think it's important, too, to have, like, a platform like this to highlight artists out of town and in town. But to put it to, like, a final note, like, how do you envision the rest of the year for you? And not only is next year a new year, it's a a new decade. How do you envision that as well? That's crazy. It is crazy. (laughs) 2020. 2020. That's intense. Um. Shit, uh, this year has been, like, super dope for the fact that, like, with these releases and with, like, a lot of the work that I've done, like, like just being out socially and being present in a lot of people's lives, it's like I've had a lot of opportunities come to me that I didn't think that would, like, happen, um, which has been dope. I've been getting on stages like crazy. I mean, t- Saturday, I'm doing a show at... Uh, uh, the Garrison, it's me, Tyson Naj, uh, Shiloh, Dead Very Soon, and Ojo. 
um and like i don't know it's it's to me it's really like <laughs> my theory is like so it's this thing that i call groundhog day you ever watch groundhog day bill murray uh no but i know it's a movie okay so like i feel like the way that life works like in a sense is that you kind of get to a point and you'll repeat the same things at that point until you figure out how to get to the next level and i feel like for me this show reminds me of that first show at the rivoli where it's like you keep i've I've been doing the same things i've been trying to figure out like okay how do you how do you get to the point where it's like okay now i'm rocking like the, the mod clubs and the velvet undergrounds and the 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 danforth music calls and stuff like that like how how do i get from this level to this level and i feel like i'm at that point so 2020 to me is going to be proving that i am at that point and getting to those stages um and then just traveling more like this year i got to perform uh for pop montreal and that was like a really dope experience for the fact that it's like again in that festival setting being around a group of people that all are passionate about what they're doing you know what i mean um, next year, I want to be able to do a festival in the UK. So I'm, I'm gunning for, I'm gunning for a couple. I'm gunning for Leeds, Reading, uh, Global Twelve, or there's one more that I was thinking about. Uh, I was trying to gun for, um, or um, shoot, what's it called again? There's Love Box out there, I think. Love Box. I think that's one. I haven't heard of it. Uh, I only know it because I think Frank Ocean did that one time. Uh, and I think I think Gambino did it as well. Okay, okay, okay. And then I think like there's. I'm gonna wireless. have to add that to the list. Yeah, Why there's, there's wireless, and then there's uh, that one. Oh man. Hide in the park. No, 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 no. It's like when I say it, you'll know. I have it, like written down somewhere. Glastonbury, or is that? No, Glastonbury is like, like if I did Glastonbury, oh. yeah, <laughs> that'd be so crazy. Anything nah, nah, is possible. Yeah, uh, it is. Sorry, I'll jump up It's definitely going to be one of those things when you say it, and I'm just like, oh. Damn. Oh, Notting Hill Fest. Notting Hill Fest. Notting Hill. Uh, Notting Hill, I want to freaking do. Right. Um, but yeah, like definitely, I think the UK is like going to be a highlight. Getting back to the States and doing A3C again. Um, <laughs> cause I was supposed to actually do it, I think it was like two years ago. So that the first A3C that I went to was maybe four years ago now, and then skip a year. And then I was supposed to perform at the one, uh, two years after that. But <laughs> that was when we were going through that, uh, that phase where like they were talking about actually legalizing weed and I started working at a dispensary and I got busted and they were like, bro, if you try and leave the country and yeah. like the States decides that they want to be like dicks, like you'll be banned for four or five years. So I was like, I'm not gonna take it. I'm gonna wait till like the court case goes through and the court case went through. So now I'm cleared and I'm ready. I'm good to go back to the States. So like, I'm gonna go, I wanna go back to the States now. Yeah. But like traveling is definitely like 100% something. Like I feel like 2020 is gonna be really big for being able to solidify that fan base and that identity that people can really be like, yo, that's straight, you know what I mean? Get myself a couple security guards. <laughs> <laughs> man, anything is possible, man. Mm-hmm. But um, again, I can't thank you enough for coming to Studio One to have a conversation with no me. No man. Thank um, you. Appreciate it. You, Appreciate you're it. definitely a very important figure yeah, in Toronto. Yeah. And the idea that you continue to push community and helping others is incredible. Yeah. So, man, thanks again for coming through. No doubt. I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm super excited for you, man. Like, this is, I'm 100% 
a huge supporter. Um, love your writing. So I hope that you're st- Thanks, still going to continue to write. Um, but like this as becoming a platform and being able to have a lot of artists come through here and rival Beats One. <laughs> yeah, man. Toronto, Toronto. This, 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 be huge, this is man. my this is my hope hell to yeah. uh, Toronto's version of Beats hell One. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Let's put let's put Toronto on the map. Hell yeah. Also, shout out New Currency on this issue. Yeah, shout out New Currency. <laughs> shout out New Currency. Shout out shout out anything Toronto. Hell yeah.